0: Welcome to OTR Over the Rainbow Achieving Mental Health for Real. This podcast is designed to help with your recovery from any mental issue you are up against. The show strives to give you information that really, for real, works. The podcast interviews real people that have recovered or are managing their mental health. We also talk to people that offer suggestions and coping mechanisms you may want to try. Bob Adelman, the host of OTR, shares his 50 years of struggles with mental illness and the techniques of recovery. He is still on his journey, as you can hear in the episode, called Perfect Storm Fighting Demons. So, help him fight this monster called mental illness and the stigma that goes with it.
1: Thank you, Amanda. We have a great show today. It's about Bipolar One. Um, we've talked about this before with uh, when we had our crossover series. But uh, this Kaya Lewis uh, called me, and she wants to talk about how she recovered and uh, what her story is. So it's very interesting, and we're going to get right into it. Oh, before we start uh, the show, I just want to let you know I'm now on YouTube. I'll have the link in the description of this podcast, and we're on YouTube, so if you want to go there, check it out. Subscribe, that'll help me out. And also, i uh, making the announcement that I'm going to try to get a live show on June 12th to Saturday. Try to set up for the afternoon, maybe 2 o'clock. It'll be a live OTR. And I don't know what the subject will be yet, but I need to get a guest first who will be willing to go live. So it should be exciting. Definitely tune into that when, when that happens, and I'll remind you again. Okay, let's go to the podcast. Hi, Akeia. How are you?
0: I'm well. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Do you mind telling the listener a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure. Um, I'm from Northern California. I'm a mother of two. I have two daughters. I recently became a grandma. Um, I'll be 46 this year and um, pretty much a stay at home. I am on social security disability due to my bipolar. So um, I'm home the majority of the time, finding little projects to do. I, I like to restore furniture and really artsy stuff for the most part.
1: Oh, that's good. Uh, Kaya has bipolar one. And I was mm-hmm. just going to ask, ask her um, how it all started. Do you remember from birth and basically how is it developed and how is it now in your
0: life? Well, I was born in 1975 So you're probably familiar, 70s, 80s, even some of the early 90s. Kids that acted out, I think, um, you know, finding out I had it, it definitely stemmed back from childhood. But back in those days, it was considered your child was ADHD or a product of something happening at home. You know, it wasn't actually looked at. Um, So I was a very defiant child, got in trouble a lot. Everybody just thought I was unruly um it was after my second child that i really started having some issues of just um a lot of anger coming on and so i would have been that was about i was about 27 i guess when everything really started falling apart okay um
1: do you yeah, think it, I, did you have any postpartum depression at all
0: No, it wasn't really until my daughter was, uh, my second daughter was about two or so. Okay. That I really, like I say, it just, it was just an anger and I was very productive. I was a well-paid realtor. So I was doing very well, very productive, but I was what they, we kind of call a a very um, productive bipolar, Uh (laughs) you know, with my depression and so forth. So it kind of, I fed off of it is what I've learned. Right um it's kind of an then, adrenaline rush that you might get with it right yes mm-hmm. very much so right so when it all came on it took probably about i started seeing my regular um, primary care physician and he was giving me some antidepressants and how, we tried how several, old were
1: you then sorry Did
0: you that's okay no i was i was about 27 okay. so um at that time he was giving me different antidepressants and over a period of course it's always a struggle. Anyone that's on the medications know, and that's why a lot of people don't even like taking them. It takes so long to get diagnosed and then to find the right um, regimen of medications to get on. Um, so again, he was prescribing me different um, antidepressants, and it finally got to the point over about probably a year or so that he said, I think this is out of the realm of my expertise, and I think that you need to possibly talk with a psychiatrist. So at that point, that would have been in around about 2000, started pretty much in 2007, but I wasn't diagnosed until about 2009. Okay. So I went through about two years.
1: Well, I think uh, that they didn't really call things bipolar 1. I don't know how long ago, but it's a relatively right. new diagnosis.
0: Right. So... um it was about in 2009, and I actually had a breakdown. Okay. And could, had,
1: could you,
0: uh, I was hospitalized, yes.
1: Could you describe what it was like, or you, you don't want to go into that?
0: How did it feel? Um, Actually, I had—things started um, going wrong, and I ended up actually with an opiate addiction. Okay. So in all of that, of course, that definitely had to do with— Altering my mind, um, marriage started falling apart. I just, you know, I wasn't working anymore. Um, it felt my my world just fell apart. My my entire world. I felt like I lost everything, and I had a severe panic attack. And I don't even. And the weird thing is, most of the time when I've had a panic attack, um. I don't really know what ever led to it. There have been a few that I can relate that something stressful came on. And, you know, I can now I'm much more in in touch with myself and can feel those coming on. But whenever I was going through all this, I had a severe panic attack and I thought I was dying.
1: Is it a panic attack as far as like a heartbeat? Oh yes.
0: The heartbeat, whenever I have a panic attack for me, my experience is that my entire body starts, I start to go numb Uh and my body just starts to tingle and I don't feel my face. I, you know, I, my body just gets very contorted. I, a lot of times if I have somebody near, um, I will have somebody has to like massage my feet and my hands because they will just cramp up. Uh Wow. So that's basically what happened. I was home with my two children and it scared the life out of me. I so yeah, so at that point is when the doctor said, let's go ahead and put you in the hospital and um try to get you actually diagnosed and get you on the right regimen. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being my first stint in the psychiatric hospital was for 45 days. And during that time, my husband served me with divorce papers oh no um so and he was fighting for full custody of our daughter
1: were, were you having troubles before this or was it solely because you went into the hospital um he could I handle?
0: Think there was some troubles before because going back with the opiates oh okay and luckily i've been clean from that since 2013 that's good um so and i you know i've i've so i've gone down that whole road and everything. It's It's been a very long road. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, so, yeah, going through all that and stuff. And, of course, you know, a lot of times people will describe a divorce as a death. And especially when you weren't ready for it and you feel it came out of nowhere.
1: Yes. Uh, I, I had a divorce in 94 and that was just like that.
0: Yes. And, it's, and to me, I think that makes it much more traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And so much harder to get past and get mm-hmm. through and work through it because you're you're already going through your own issues, you know, that you're trying to work through. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it very hard when, and I understand some people can't deal with it, but timing was very bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it always is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, timing's always, always bad. But, you know, I mean, getting, getting a call from my mother whenever I was in the hospital and just said, that I just got paper served to me. Because I was in the hospital still. That's terrible. So, yes,
1: and did, did that terrible. make your condition worse? Or?
0: Um, I think it did. Mm-hmm. Definitely it did.
1: Were you and having depression as well?
0: Yes. Okay. So when I say I have bipolar 1, that there's so much that goes into that. And I have the mixed episodes is what I'm considered. So I kind of, I go back and forth.
1: So it's bipolar 1? You would right. consider it? Okay. Do so you have manic episodes
0: or something? Some I do get manic episodes, and I will sometimes be depressed with the manic episode.
1: Okay. What are the manic so, episodes like? What do you do differently?
0: Um, a lot of times when I'm manic, I, I just talk a lot faster. I'm up doing several different things, very scattered brained, or I can focus on one thing, but it's almost like you're on drugs. You know, they it it is just if you were to see somebody in a manic state, a lot of times you're thinking, what's wrong with them? You know, um, I would be out doing yard work until 10 o'clock at night when I had to start being quiet for the neighbors, you know, <laughs> because I was just going, going, going um, very little sleep. When I'm manic, I don't need a lot of sleep. I still probably only sleep about six hours a night. Um, so a manic episode and stuff for me is just it's very. I always think I'm much more productive and a lot of times people that are bipolar say they prefer to be in that manic stage, obviously, than be in the depressed, you know, state. But, but again, mine goes back and forth being that I have the mixed episodes. So I'm pretty much depressed all the time.
1: I mean, is it less when you're not in the episode? It's less depressing or pretty much the Um, same?
0: It's pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah, whenever I'm manic, the manic takes over more so. And you would just kind of recognize more of the manic that is going on with me. My depression, I think, is just something that's just always there. You know, okay. um, I just have to look for, I I do a lot of podcasts and a lot of different things. Just trying to educate myself still about it because it is so new. All right.
1: There's um, a person I had on the show called Brett Stevens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the uh, episodes are called The Crossover. I did several. And okay. he had bipolar 1, but he had severe manic attacks where he thought God was talking to him. And uh, he remembered mm-hmm. them because of some condition, and he wrote a book about it. It's called Crossover, if you ever want to look
0: it up. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, and for me, it's hard and it's probably like this for a lot of people that, you know, have something going on, uh, a mental issue or something. But a lot of times with it, I don't see it. Like when I'm not on my meds or I'm running out, run out and I might be off for a couple of days, it's usually somebody close to me that says, have you been taking your meds? Uh-huh. You know, because I don't really notice that I'm acting any different, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. What medication are you on? By
0: the way. I have taken so many different medications. I'm currently, and what has been working for me is the Rylar. Rylar, is that new?
1: Think, yeah.
0: Yes, it's yeah. a new medication out. Um, I don't believe they have a generic for it at this point. Um, but I have been on Prozac and Depakote and Seroquel and just Latuda and Zoloft. Um, you name it, I've been on. The only thing I have never... Taken myself is the lithium okay. and that's just because i'm very fearful of you know side. of it all the medications are actually really harmful to your body you know it's, it's, yeah, it's hard i
1: take a lot of medication it's almost sounds like an antidepressant that also helps bipolar
0: it actually is an all-in-one uh, so rather than me take you know take several different pills a day right. i only have to take the one pill and it's for by it's specifically for bipolar one Okay. Um with mixed episodes also.
1: Yeah, I took so I it, took that. I took almost every medicine out there, it seems.
0: Yeah. So it's for me, it's much easier. You know, I don't I only have to worry about taking one pill and not taking several pills or right. some in the morning, some at night. Okay. So um yeah.
1: So does that, does that help you or do you still feel depressed during the day?
0: Um I don't know so much if I feel depressed. I think when you're on the medications, again, for me, it is something that takes a lot of feeling out. Okay. You know, it kind of makes you a little flat.
1: All right. I I don't necessarily experience that, but I did get help uh, in this experimental drug called Mm Pramipixel. And that gave me my, it took away my apathy. It gave me, like, new life. So I'm hmm. very grateful that I got it.
0: But right.
1: I'm still depressed. I fight demons is what I call it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, little voices in your head. Uh, some, oh, yeah. some days they're there, and then other days they're not. So does right. that happened to you? You have to fight
0: Um, I definitely get those. I still have certain things that, you know, I will see little figures still out of, like, somebody's there. Um, I do have a hard time when I go to town, like, by myself and different things. I'm always feeling watched. Okay, Um, paranoia. Yeah, I get get a lot of paranoia with certain things. I stay home a lot. I just, you know, I have my group of friends that kind of know me and know what is going on with me. Uh-huh. So I don't doesn't make me feel as awkward when I'm feeling awkward.
1: Do you go to counseling and
0: groups at all? Um, I do a lot of just support groups and stuff online. Okay. And it is something that I definitely talk about. I don't shy away from it. Okay. I I, I try to talk to as many people as I can that are you know I'm currently a friend of mine that I grew up with. Her son is having some difficulty and stuff, so I'm working with him right now. Just trying to, you know, stay positive and be uplifting. And as you know, when you're in a state of depression, a lot of times, especially a severe depression, I've gotten down to 85 pounds before oh. and didn't get out of bed for two weeks. My mother would have to come over to help shower me. I, um, you know, so I've, I've been there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: that's just, that's I've terrible. gone to counseling. Yeah, I've gone to counseling and sat there and paid somebody just to sit and cry. Huh. The entire time, you know, not I even talk. Lie. But
1: I, I, I had experiences where I would wake up. See, during the week, I would be high on adrenaline uh, mm-hmm. from working because working was exciting, and I got high. Right, and then, right. And then Saturday, I felt bad, and Sunday, I remember waking up and just crying for mm-hmm. absolutely no reason.
0: Yeah, I still so, have those days.
1: So too. you come down.
0: I think. Right.
1: Do you, yes. Did you say you worked?
0: No, I don't work. Okay. Okay. I'm so, I'm actually on disability due to my
1: Me too. I I retired. Yeah, I, I'm sixty two. I retired. And I Well good for, for you. Yeah, I applied for disability and I got it. So I'm Yeah. Ha- I was happy about that.
0: Yeah, me too. It didn't luckily for me it wasn't a huge I've been on it since two thousand ten. Okay. About 2010,
1: 2011. So, what's your normal day like then?
0: My normal day is: I get up, I straighten up, clean up the house. Um, I my daughter just recently had a baby, so I have a little grandson that's four months old. Oh,
1: congratulations!
0: Yeah, and thank you. And so she's over here about four days a week or so. Um, I do live with my significant other. Okay. So, and he is a he works he's in and out. He's a contractor. So he's kind of in and out. And, um, uh-huh. so just kind of doing that. And so it's, you know, my house has gotten really quiet. My kids have both moved out now. How so old are your kids? I'm, my kids are 20 and 24. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've been used to, you know, always having at least one of them with me and now they're both out. So the house, like I said, has gotten really quiet and everything and just kind of, Right now, I'm figuring out a, a new way of life, I guess I could say.
2: Right, me too. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I enjoy doing a lot of um, hobbies. I do a lot of furniture refurbishment. And, That's good. Yeah, I do stuff like that on the side. And and I'm more of a night person. Me too. Yeah. I think, so, I but think they,
1: the depression gets better at night, at least for me.
0: Yes, it does for me too. Yeah. I think so.
1: so yeah. I hate to go to bed. <laughs> sometimes i don't i stay up all night Um,
0: i know it's like that's me i i I feel like i'm gonna miss something it makes me feel like a little kid sometimes yeah sure i get tired but i'm thinking i don't want to go to bed
1: right yeah me too yeah
0: exactly
1: that's funny uh yeah so um how often do you get really bad bouts of depression and is there something that triggers it
0: I don't necessarily think there's anything that I've been able to relate to that, um, you know, it brings it on, per se. It's just different feelings. I, I It's been a while since I have had a really severe um, downtime with it. That's good. I, I try to, again, you know, like I said, I try to stay very positive and surround myself with just positive things. I do little things like writing um, positivity quotes on my bathroom mirror.
2: Okay. You
0: know, so I see things like that. Uh Uh-huh. I I listen to a lot of different um, podcasts, or I meditate a lot. I think it's, myself, really important to um, have some alone time. Right you know, to be with yourself and to really get to know yourself. I think that's something really important with these illnesses Uh is that you, you have to know yourself. You know, I can now, whenever I have a panic attack, for instance, I'm able to, for the most part, I'm usually able just to calm myself down.
1: Okay. That's good. What do you, what do you do to calm
0: yourself down? Just Um, I focus. Focus. Yeah. I focus on my breathing. I start focusing on my breathing. I will start just, you know, bending my my feet and stuff up and down and opening and closing my hands just so I don't start getting the tension and closing up with that. Um, Do you feel
1: that you're very anxious at the time you're having a panic attack? I mean, that might sound like a stupid question, but I just have anxiety attacks, very, very bad anxiety. But I don't get the heartbeat. I don't get the, you know, anything else wrong with my body. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you feel it's like a mixture of that and anxiety, or just?
0: Um. I. It's probably both. Okay. And you know, the last few that I have had, um, have been nothing per se has brought brought it on. Right. Well, I, I should say, yeah, the last two that I have had, the one prior to that, my grandpa had passed. And so, you know, that kind of brought it on. And then this 2020, I ha- seem to have um,
1: oh, a lot
0: of people pass. Yeah. So it's it. That was a last year has been a trying year. From
1: COVID or other um,
0: No, he's he lived um, a good man. life. He was uh-huh. 93. So he lived a really good life and. He's up with my grandma now. And so I'm, I'm happy that's for that. Cool. Yeah. But um, just, you know, and a lot of times it's weird is they'll come on the the attack will start to come on. And I don't know what is even bringing it on, which makes it hard to identify because it's something obviously subconsciously that's going on.
1: So it doesn't always start with a manic state or do you consider the panic attack a manic state.
0: No, I don't consider it a manic state. I consider my manic states are whenever I'm just zooming all over and I I have a lot of OCD.
2: Okay. I have that so, too.
0: Yeah. I have everything. <laughs> so I'm yeah, up and down, up and down. And that's you know, bipolar and stuff a lot too. It's not just, you know, with the moods. You know, it's I always find it kind of strange whenever I'm filling out something and it has to do with it and it'll have your bipolars and stuff and then it'll have depression, anxiety and all these things. Well, it's like I can literally go along and check every box, yeah. you know, because in the bipolar one, you have a lot of your you have your anxiety, uh-huh. you have your depression. Yeah. You know, a lot of the OCD goes on. Yeah,
1: I also um, have ADHD, which I contribute to a lot of my anxiety.
0: You probably you oh don't
1: yeah. Have that, right?
0: No. Uh,
1: no, I don't have that. And dyslexia. So that's a real
0: Oh goodness.
1: That's a punch in the face. I think, yes. like I used to do documents at work and I wrote them well. It's just mm-hmm. that every other word was misfilled. Uh, oh you know, yeah. I I I'll just go there, you know, the three there's I'll never get that right. <laughs> and there's so many words I leave out sometimes. So I have to check my work probably six, seven
0: times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, and that's one thing I have noticed with the bipolar, and I'm not sure I do know the bipolar will start to I've I've been hearing from a lot of people they experience the same thing is that they start their memory starts to go. Oh. So yeah, like short term, long term yeah. things makes it very hard i have had a doctor told tell me before well you know if it's untreated it can cause memory loss okay well i was never told that by anybody else but mine's mine's always been treated i've been on my medications and so forth and you know right um so for me it's like i said it's been a long road i have um learn to cope with a lot and stuff. But again, I think a lot of that has just been a lot of techniques through years and years of counseling that I've gone through. What, um,
1: what, did you, when you were a child, were you unhappy as a child or not really?
0: No, not really. I remember being, um, being happy. I, I, there was a lot of um, trauma, In the household, my father was was an alcoholic. Yeah, that was
1: my next question. My father
0: was an alcoholic, yes, and there was lots of abuse between him and my mom. I was never, you know, abused or anything, but um, didn't get along with my mom, so I guess there was possibly some
1: abuse there. Did your mom take anything, or it was just that she would yell a lot?
0: Um, No, there was a lot of hitting and just verbal, you know, emotional...
1: So you can, might, um, might, um, might want to add PTSD to, to all of that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, how badly would she hit you?
0: Oh, I would get hit with the end of a fly swatter, with the oh, God. cords of, you know, your crock pots and stuff. Um, so if and she was by, kind of
1: a loony in a sense. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. I think my mother, to be honest with you, is undiagnosed with, you know, yeah, Something that's yeah. not for me to say, but I think there's definitely just the growing. My,
1: my father had bipolar and he just lived with it. And my mother was a nervous wreck. Right. So I wound up getting anxiety and uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I don't really, I'm like I'm on the border of bipolar and regular depression. Right. So Yeah. yeah. But right now I'm taking medicine that really keeps me stable. Mm-hmm. But my biggest problem is fighting those demons. Right, they come in and they talk to me. Not literally, I don't hear voices, but they say, "Well, you can't do that. There's no way you can right. do it." And like, mm-hmm. uh, you're probably gonna have another breakdown, or you, something bad's gonna happen, or
0: yeah, right. So, or you so don't that, want it you don't want to talk about certain things I feel sometimes because I don't want to go back to the hospital I don't want to be away from my family right. I so there is a lot of that negative talk Oh yeah you know yeah. that goes on and I know I had I had went back to school for to become a paralegal and that was that was very challenging for me and especially somebody that was very productive and just you know made six figures a year and I Was very independent and in control of myself and my life. And then all of a sudden, and I've done contracts and stuff my entire life. And I'm getting into school, and none of this stuff is, it was just a blur.
1: So it was was around when you were 27 or so that you had to go on disability or a little um, bit later?
0: I was in my 30s. So that was in, yeah, I was in my middle 30s. When I went on to disability. But since yeah, that then. seems
1: to be the t- time, I'm sorry, that that it comes around. And like I mm-hmm. had it, my worst attack came in uh, when I was 33. Right. I had a uh, super duper anxiety depression. So that seems to be the, about the year. But I'm sorry, go on. I think I interrupted you.
0: No, I'm, I'm okay. enjoying listening to your story too. <laughs> okay, that's good.
1: Share stories.
0: Um, go
1: ahead.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, going from, like I said, what I, you know, was used to accomplishing and doing and everything. And then just feeling like I didn't even, I couldn't, it was very, it's very hard for me to retain things. You know, when I'm learning something out of a book or something, many times I have to reread things.
1: Yeah. I'm the same way. but part of that is from dyslexia. Right. Uh, but also part is just that I don't remember what I just read, right you know, short-term memory's gone. Mm-hmm. And I worked in computers, mm. and it just came to a point where I couldn't do the computer work right It, it was just too much memory problems, yeah, you know, I, I still knew the information and everything, but I was a high paid consultant, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just couldn't do it,
0: and it's very and hard. It's very um, hard when you have all that and you've you've accomplished so much in your life.
1: You yeah, know? And, I, I also have a spinal, a spinal cord injury, which mm. puts me in a walker outside. So,
0: oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I'm a mess. <laughs> but it's <laughs> not about me. <laughs> uh, it's about you. Uh, you, uh, the listeners, probably sick of hearing about my
2: uh, <laughs>
1: my issues, but uh, I like to talk to people. You know that I have others right. that I haven't experienced, right? So, so m- between a scale of one to ten, how are you feeling these days?
0: I'm pretty happy these days. I-, I would say I'm pretty happy. I would say I'm probably. I would say I'm about a seven.
1: Okay, that's the, that's better. Okay, that'd be better. Okay. Yeah. That's good.
0: That's good. I I mean, Uh. I don't, I have to, I constantly try to remind myself, I don't really have anything to, that I should be unhappy about, you know, and that's something that I always try to remind myself and in my support groups and stuff, you know, um, I always try to let people know, like, I, I understand, like if you're going through a depressed date or something, but one thing that always works for me was telling myself, okay. This is today, but tomorrow's tomorrow, and I'll be better tomorrow. Even if I wasn't better tomorrow, I That's might what not I do too. Yeah, might not be better for a couple of weeks.
1: But there it is gives a technique. I'm sorry.
0: No, it gives you so, it gives me something to look forward to at least.
1: Yeah. To yeah, keep going. My H-D-D. I always cut people off. Um, but there are techniques we talk about on the show that says when you do get a a, a silent little voice telling you you're you're no good, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just change the channel. Right. Is what we like to say. Yeah. Change it to a positive thought. Or go do something. That's
0: or positive. go do something. Yes.
1: Yeah. I had a fellow on the other day. He says, I think I cured myself by just doing something I like whenever I get depressed.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I
1: think that's important too.
0: Right. I think uh, it's very I think it's important, yeah, to find something you enjoy.
1: You know. The- do you think your children
0: have any? Part oh of this? yes. Yes. Okay. Um my oldest daughter is, has um dissociative disorder. Oh. And she has also been diagnosed with um bipolar. And okay. my youngest one does have a lot of anxiety.
2: Okay. Yeah. My kids also have some
1: issues. My son has got an episode like mine and uh, my daughter and my other son are both uh, filled with a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And my youngest is 30, my oldest is 37. So then I got one in the middle. But uh, you know, they're functioning and they cope with it. Right. Uh, Some are in medicine, some are not. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's just one thing that I warn people about is that you got to look to your inheritance and see what's going on there, right? And and that may help you to help yourself.
0: Hmm. I yeah. agree.
1: So now you're you're in a good a good way. So that's kind of a recovery.
0: Yeah, I'm very I'm very stable. You know, my my living arrangement and everything is stable. Um, my relationship is stable. My relationship with my kids and my parents, everything is good. Um, I have one sister, so it's just her and I. I'm an older sister.
1: Does she have any?
0: She has PTSD. Other...
1: Okay. From, yeah. from being beat up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Well, she didn't get that. I got I that. No, oh. we have we have different fathers, and so for whatever oh. reason, she was favored by my mother, and when my mom and dad would fight my mom would take what she wanted to dish out to my dad on me.
1: Which is in, in itself uh, a kind of uh, abuse oh, yeah. by by making somebody the special child. Mm-hmm. You, you're putting a lot of pressure on them. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so it's bad. But I'm glad that you're getting better. Uh, I, I hope that continues. I think sometimes in old age, even though you might lose your memory a little, I think you do get a little better as you go, you know, in, into the 50s and 60s and
0: stuff. I've I've noticed I'm a lot more patient now. I think a lot of things that have helped too is um, forgiveness. Right. You know, I've had to, you know, reconcile with my mom, which we've always, we've never um, not been a part over it or anything or like had our relationship to where we never were in contact or anything like that. But as I got older, probably... I want to say in my late 30s, I finally sat down with her and told her, you know, because she, of course, denies a lot of different things and stuff. And so I remember sitting down and telling her, like, I understand you might not agree with what I'm about to say, but I need to say this because this is what it felt like for me as a child and what I what I seen, what I experienced. And it may not be your experience, but I need you to hear me. And I sat down, and we had a long talk, and she didn't say anything, and she listened to me the entire time. Wow. Well, that's good. And so I think that was a very healing. Oh, yeah. Very, very healing experience.
1: My daughter, um, I said something really not good. I was angry. Mm-hmm. She hasn't talked to me in a month.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: She, she, they have a new thing. They block you if, if you do something wrong. They block you on the cell phone. Mm. It's got kind of a trend. Yeah. And so I'm I'm blocked. I'm blocked out.
0: Oh, that's so too know. bad. Life's too short.
1: That's what I say. But she's very stubborn and she mm-hmm. does that for me.
0: Yeah. And I,
1: I really did say something horrible and I was so sorry about it. I told her a hundred times and I don't know what will happen.
0: But, right. Well, uh, I wish you luck on that.
1: Yeah. That's great that you're feeling better. Uh, Is there anything you want to say to the audience that may be helpful
0: to them? I'd say I know it's hard and it's a long road. And it's it's doable, though. It really is doable. Um, If you can, if you, I think, apply yourself to it and are willing to go to get help for it and understand it's not something that's necessarily it's not just wrong with you it's not something wrong with you it's something you know you were born with this or certain circumstances in life has triggered things in your life and there's yeah. ways out there you know and there's techniques and stuff that you can actually learn to help help with that like it doesn't have to be so bad is what i right. would say just you know and and yeah, like, like you like said that. turn the channel when you're hearing those things, I think that's a great, a great analogy for that is turn the channel.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the guy I talked to said, what, what radio stations don't you like? And I said, I don't like country. <laughs> and he goes, well, you know what? What do you do when country music comes on? You shut it off or turn the channel, right? Mm-hmm. So just do the same thing for your thoughts. Right. You don't like them? And it
0: works. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It is but hard. It works.
1: And that's it doesn't right. always it doesn't always work.
0: It doesn't always but, work. No, and I think yeah. having a good support system too. True. That's having true. a very good support system and stuff. And you know, if you're at the stages that um especially if it's earlier on, or maybe if it's not early on and you know, it's just it maybe a different level than mine, um, counseling I think is just it's great.
1: Right. and and that's the first step is counseling. Yeah. To, to see if you should go any further. Exactly. Unless it's just really horrible to begin and, with.
0: And, you know, a lot of people I've noticed in a lot of groups that I've attended and stuff is a lot of people go, but they don't open up or talk. No. And I yeah. just, and I think that, um, I wish that they would be able to open up because it would help so much. It really does. And, and you're not alone. Right. You know, you're definitely not alone. There's millions of us out there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and
1: everything's going to be fine if, if you follow the steps.
0: Exactly. It's about, yes, and, it's about working yeah. the steps. Right, right. Yeah. I
1: agree. All right. You've been a very good guest. I was happy to get you on.
0: Oh, well, get your perspective
1: you. on bipolar. I think it'll be helpful to uh, the people out there that have bipolar and some that don't. I hope uh, so. Uh, so. Okay, so I hope you have a great rest of the day.
0: Thank you. And, you uh, too. thank
1: you for coming on the show.
0: Oh, no problem. Thank you for letting me share.
1: Okay, that was Kaya Lewis. Very good guest. Unfortunately, she suffers from the bipolar one, which a lot of you out there do. And I feel bad. It's It's very bad. But there is a way to recover. There is a way to get stable. So please do that. Um, Don't forget, we're on YouTube, and we're going to have a live show on June 12th. So that would be really good. I don't know how long it will go. Probably around 45 minutes. So mark your calendar for June 12th, probably in the afternoon. We're going to have it live. You get to see my ugly face, and we'll have a good time. Okay. Um, I'm at overtherainbowbob at gmail.com, overtherainbowbob, one word, at gmail.com. My Twitter site is over the rain one bow over the rain one bow and go to OTR Achieving Mental Health for Real on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day.